Whether you're a professional athlete or a seasoned corporate executive, it is easy to enjoy a lifestyle where a paycheck is calling all the shots. But is that sustainable forever? Welcome to Tell Your Boss I Quit with Pete Gutekunst, founder of Good Financial Services and financial planner with Raymond James. Pete helps you financially bridge from the journey you've started through the life goals you've imagined. Sooner or later, by force or by choice, life takes turns. Listen as Pete discusses how to take charge and make your move on your terms with confidence. As you move along in your career, you don't have to get stale. You can stay fresh, up to date, and relevant. Your host, Pete Gutekunst, has a guest who knows how important that is and how you may need a little coaching to stay on top of things. Dr. Karen Lawson is the founder of Lawson Consulting Group. So, Pete, please talk about Karen, her program, and her book, Remaining Relevant. Sure, absolutely. And welcome to Tell Your Boss I Quit. And I'm so thrilled to have our guest on today. It's really wonderful to have the great guests that, we, that we've had, and Karen in particular is someone I've known a long time and is a, a good friend of mine. And it's really interesting. We talk so much in Tell Your Boss I Quit about having purpose and not letting finances drive your life and your decisions and really how to you know, continue on in, in sort of that second stage or second career part of life. And Karen has is, is really got a, a great story to tell and a new book about it. And so I'm excited to, to, to introduce you to Karen. And Karen, before I welcome you to, to the call, to, I just want to say a few things about Karen. Uh, she's an international consultant. She's a speaker. She founded, as we noted, uh, Lawson Consulting Group. She's worked with Fortune 500 companies. She's written 15 books. We're going to talk about book number 16 a little bit today. She has a doctor of philosophy and adult organi- and organization development at Temple, Master of, Engl- uh, of Arts in English uh, from Akron. Um, she's also been very uh, involved in professional organizations like the National Speakers Association and the American Society of Training and Development. Uh, and she teaches the MBA program now at the Sales University, but has also been uh, an adjunct professor at Acadia and St. Joseph's, Villanova, and the list goes on and on and on. But most importantly, Karen and I have been great friends for many years. We're active at the Union League of Philadelphia, and, and you're in for a real treat. And I'm so glad to have you on today. That's the longest introduction I've ever done, Karen, <laughs> but y- you deserve it. And uh, so I want to welcome you to our podcast. And, you know, that's just their credentials, but tell us a little bit about yourself and and how you got here today. Okay. So first of all, Pete, thank you so much for inviting me. I feel both honored and thrilled to be here. So I've been really looking forward to this. So to to make a long story, very long story short, uh, (laughs) I started my professional life as a high school English teacher in Ohio, where I was born and reared and did that for about eight years, and then moved to Rochester, New York, and became a retail banker. And during that period of time, then I segued into a position as a bank training director. Did that for a while, and then I decided to leave corporate to start my own consulting and training business. So I did that. Okay. So you told your boss you quit right smack in the middle there. (laughs) I did, and they were going through a merger and everything. I thought, I don't want to do that. So I started my own business, and then when my husband was promoted and transferred to the Philadelphia area in 1989, I had to start my business all over again. I knew no one, no one knew me, and it was certainly was challenging. And the way I got it going, and I'll talk more about this later, is 
through networking, 100% networking. So as I said, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Well, you've got a lot of great stories to, to share, and I know we've, we've talked about that, but really what we want to uh, get into today and, and uh, just let the audience know about is your, your new book uh, that's coming out that's remaining relevant. And I'm just curious, uh, with all of those things that you went through, maybe you've kind of answered the question a little bit. What, what, what inspired you on this next book to go to book number 16 to write, write uh, Remaining Relevant? Well, it was very interesting. It was about five years ago, and I called a client that I had been working with for about 12 years doing leadership development training. And I called her in December to get the dates for the next year. And she said, oh, I'm sorry, I, I meant to call you. We're not going to be using your services any longer. Oh. So I was, I would say, surprised and upset. And I said, would you mind sharing with me the reason you're not going to use me and who you're going to use instead? So she said, I'm not going to share with you who we're using, but I will tell you the reason is that we don't think your information and program and material are relevant anymore. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so I said, would you please give me some examples? I, this is the first time I've ever heard something like that. No, I don't have any specific example, she said. It's just some feedback we got. And I said, well, I can't change a behavior unless I know what it is, that sort of thing. And she had nothing specific to tell me. So, of course, I did the professional thing and said, I'm disappointed, but please keep me in mind for future uh, opportunities. Got off the phone, cried, was upset, but started feeling very irrelevant. Um, a has been, uh, nobody wants me anymore. So that's what really prompted that. That and also during the, the same year, and uh, it was a significant turning point age-wise for me. I had people saying, are you still working? Uh. When are you going to retire? Uh, I mean, all kinds of questions like that. I began to think, well, I may be old, but I still have some things I can offer here. Okay. Right, right. So mm -hmm. between, between the client and those kinds of questions, I thought, darn it, I'm still relevant and I'm going to write about it. And I know there are a lot of people out there who need to hear this. And there are a lot of people that are in the same boat that I'm in. And I use those folks in interviews. So I did probably over two dozen interviews with people who probably in my age group. And that formed the basis of the book. Interesting. And I really think that's amazing. That's remarkable that you asked for that feedback. So many times I think people would, you know, hear that and be upset like you were, but not really try to dig deeper. And here, not only did you dig deeper, but it inspired you to, to write a book. And, and that's, I really think something that we talk about here so much is what do you do in that next stage of life? And, and you're saying people were asking you, are you retired? And, and what, one of the things we say a lot is, is have I, have you, do you have enough? I mean, you need to have enough to retire, but then what you're talking about, I think is, has I, have I had enough? And you were still very much engaged and, and uh, still had a lot more to give and continue to want to work. And I think that's one of the things that we share here a lot is, you know, you might give up the or stop the the primary career that you had, or make a, a transition like you did somewhere in the middle, and yet they're still. And I think a lot of people that we know from our 
uh, involvement the Union League of Philadelphia, there's a lot of people who are working you know, well past what's considered the traditional retirement age. And the word retirement's really, really changed a great deal what that really means. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and when people say, are you, are you, when are you going to retire? The word is not in my vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, and I've heard that from so many people who I interviewed. It felt exactly the same way. You know, people who are in there, again, the book is targeted primarily to people in their 60s and beyond who are still actively involved in their careers or who have started new careers. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so all of them are still actively engaged professionally in some way. Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting, too. You, you said that you interviewed a lot of people, and I, I imagine that has to do just with your with your networking. And I know that you do a great job of staying connected in, in your network. And I, I think that's very important before, during, and after your professional career. Uh, you know, I don't know if I've shared with you uh, the MIT uh, age group study about, uh, do you, you know, um, who, who will change your light bulb? Uh, how will you get an ice cream cone? They talk about these things, just about what retirement uh, will be like. And part of it is staying connected because as people get older, they need to stay connected with their friend group and certainly in professionalism too. And so just give us some tips on, you know, what are some of the best ways to remain connected? Because it, it can get harder as time goes by. It, it definitely can. And certainly COVID did not help us any. Mm, absolutely. It's very different help. now, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But we're back into doing more things, you know, face-to-face, which is, is terrific. I, I think the important thing is not to sit back and say, been there, done that. I, I'm just going to cruise. If you mm. still want to be relevant, you still have to get out there and do a lot of the things you did throughout your career. Keeping in mind that networking is about building relationships. And so that mm. means you need to still continue to attend networking events. And when you're there, and this is an example, I see people do this a lot. They tend to congregate with the people they know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yep, not guilty right. sometimes. <laughs> you know, I'm guilty too, but I really emphasize that you need to look for the people who may be literally standing in a corner mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. going up and introducing yourself. And so get you know, say hello to the people you know, but meet new people as well. Uh, I think it's important that you continue to, to attend conferences. Again, with COVID, that was much more difficult. But that's beginning to come back as well. People in my age group, a lot of people have issues with uh, social media. Mm, mm-hmm. So the LinkedIn, there's so many things you can do with LinkedIn. And I think that's critical. Facebook is great. But from a business perspective, uh, I tend to lean more toward LinkedIn. Yeah. It's, um, it, 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 and the other thing I think is important is that you're in a, we're in a position that we can be connectors. Ah, we okay. Connect people who really can benefit from each other. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a certain degree of, you know, obligation to do that. That helped us get where we are. So let's turn around and 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 help other people do that as well. So I, I guess the important thing is to just continue to be engaged in networking opportunities, uh, volunteering, connecting people. And don't just sit back on on your laurels at this point. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that's really an interesting point there. That's a, and that's a lot about fulfillment. We talk and tell your boss I quit about purpose and fulfillment. And that's 
I think you're right on the money there is it isn't about necessarily networking to grow your business is to maintain those connections and those relationships. And like you said, it could be giving back. You're, you know, you're maintaining a, a lifestyle and doing the work that you're doing professionally, but you also have the opportunity to give back. And that's, that's, uh, you know, that's, I think, a particularly rewarding aspect of, we'll call it the post-traditional career point of, point of the lifespan or the lifetime. That's really fascinating. And, and so when you're networking, I, I, I know you've stayed connected with a lot of people, and I know you shared some stories with me before about who you interviewed uh, you know, for the book. And uh, as you were doing your research, what, what are some of the things that maybe surprised you the most? Or what did you come out of this that, that you hadn't thought it was something you would have uncovered? Well, it was interesting that I, I found that there are so many people who feel the same way I do. Mm -hmm. and felt the age discrimination, felt being being a has-been, feeling like a has-been. And and some people I wanted to interview would not be interviewed because they didn't want anybody to know how old they are. Oh, how interesting. Some Hmm. other people I interviewed said, you can use me as a a basis when I'm telling you, but please don't use my name in the book because I don't want people to know how old I am. Mm, so I okay. just thought that was interesting. And I don't know, it kind of made me feel better. I thought, gee, I'm not the only one out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. We just, uh, we, we've been asked sometimes, uh, I have a young associate who, who works with me and some people will say, well, how old are you, Pete? And, uh, you know, because they want to know, you know, how long you're going to be here and be relevant, I suppose. But one of the things I always uh, do say when people ask me that question is I know so many people who are actively engaged, living, fulfilling professional careers past that traditional retirement point. And you're out there, like you said, you're networking, you and I volunteer in a vet fellowship program together. There's a lot of things that we've done that I think expand our our reach and our fulfilling ability to give things back, but also that's just more connections that leads to more opportunities or, or maybe even more you know, outreach programs that we're involved in. It's been a, been a kind of a unique experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I, I appreciate that. You, you've inspired me. You don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't interview me for the book, but I can see, you know, I can see the, uh, not that you should have, I, sh- I didn't belong in the book. Let me full disclosure. <laughs> so people don't want to be too old. I don't want to be, <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think that, you know, that's really, that's really inspiring there. And, um, I know near the end of the book, you talk a little bit about people trying to, uh, one of the chapters about trying to reinvent yourself and doing something new. And I was just wondering if you had some examples there, uh, uh, and in particular, how people can have confidence to try something new, or maybe you learn some things that they shouldn't do at that stage of life. I was curious about that, as, as but that really is, they've told their boss they quit, and now they're going to do something new. What are some of the stories you had there around that? Well, I think the big thing is the underlying theme is follow your passion. Mm. And one of the interesting people I interviewed, her name is Melissa Davey, and she uh, is, became a film producer after spending many, many, many years in corporate America being very successful. Huh. And she profiled 10 women over 60 who are still actively involved. In fact, one woman uh, is the voice of Siri. 
No kidding. Yeah. How just, cool is that? <laughs> it was really interesting. Melissa Davy, Beyond 60 Project. And it was interesting that she shared with me that when she decided to become a film producer and do these documentaries, both her friends and family couldn't understand that she was still working. Mm. To, to mm-hmm. them, if you're not going to a structured job, you're not getting a regular paycheck, well, you're retired. Yeah. And, right. I just, and so she was talking about how she struggled to try to make them understand, I'm not retired. I'm so actively involved in a career. It just happens to be a different one. Right, right. So that, that mm-hmm. whole mindset, that, and I mentioned this in the beginning of my book, a lot of people have this in their head. It's, it's either you're retired or you're preparing to retire. Right, right. There's nothing in between. Mm-hmm. And as I said, there's so many, many of us out there that have no intention of it for whatever reason. Exactly. So that was, that was a real aha for me. And uh, I would encourage people to watch the documentary, no matter how old they are, because it's very inspiring. As I said, 10 women that she uh, profiled, it, it was fascinating. Oh, wow. Okay. We should include that in our liner notes here for today's uh, episode. And that, boy, could you imagine that being the voice of Siri and uh, you're walking down the street? I, you, you sound familiar to me. Have <laughs> I met you before? <laughs> now, That's when, really when, something. When I talk to people, and I mentioned this in the book, if you're going to start another career, very often we have to go back to basics. How do we get where we are now? Well, mm-hmm. we did things like goal setting. We did self-assessments. So it's really back to basics in terms of where am I now? Where do I want to go? And how do I get there? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's been a long time since we pulled out all those resources. So for example, you you really need to do a lot of self-assessing at this point. What are your likes, your dislikes? What's your value system? Um, what skills do you bring to the table? What are your personal characteristics and accomplishments? And it does seem basic, but sometimes we have to sit back and reflect on this and think, now I have the luxury of doing things I want to do instead of things I had to do in yep. order to you know, pay the mortgage, put food on the table. So I really coach people to start back at the basics, identify what their passion is, and do some real visioning, personal vision. In fact, I believe in, I haven't done it yet. It's in progress. Coming up, coming up with a vision board, you know, putting oh, pictures wow. and phrases and things on a, a little bulletin board and put it in front of your desk or wherever, credenza or wherever you're going to be. So you see it frequently. What is your vision? Where do you see yourself mm-hmm. in five years? Right. We do not want to go out to the 20 years, but <laughs> you can hear the five. <laughs> Uh, and then start doing the goal setting, the smart goals that we yeah, all do yeah. make ourselves successful and then come up with a, an action plan. Yeah, that's great. And that's, and I think that's, you know, back to what I keep, I, I would bundle that all in and call it purpose. And I, you know, you're talking about fulfillment and all of that. And you said it so well, and that's, you know, what we find is, and that's why I call my bo- my book, tell your boss, I quit is we're talking about what are you going to do when you leave that traditional work, like you said, and the word retirement, you and I should probably do a podcast just on the redefinition of the word retirement. Uh, But you, (laughs) (laughs) but you, like you said, is 
I feel that so strongly is financially, you don't have to replace the salary that you had when you were working in your traditional job, perhaps, but you, but you can be more selective in, in looking for something that's fulfilling and following your passion, like you said. And so you are remaining relevant. There is financial value in that. There's personal value in that. There's so much rewarding uh, as you go through retirement or what we used to call retirement. So that's, that's, that's really, really impactful. So it, and just kind of wrapping things up a little bit, Karen, is, is there anything I didn't ask you, or is there anything, any thoughts you like to add or, or share maybe just about your book or, or just what you've found from, from all of your research that we didn't talk about? Well, just to reiterate, first of all, the two words, and you've mentioned them as well, passion and purpose. Mm-hmm. Extremely mm-hmm. important. We love that word purpose. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. And that uh, forms the basis. And then uh, what I try to do in the book is some real how to's. Now, they may be things that people already know. Mm-hmm. But as I also mentioned, there are a lot of things we know, but do we do them? And do right. we do them consistently? Yep. yep. So things such as, I know people worry about their losing their memory, for example, not being as sharp as they used to be. So the topic of, and the chapter on stay sharp is really important, uh, emphasizing we need to continue to learn. We need to challenge our minds. We can't, can't let that down even for a minute. Uh, communicating, and when I talk about communicating clearly, you need to be thinking about communicating with people who are not just in your circle not just your age group, let's find out what those younger folks are doing. What are Mm -hmm. they watching? What are they reading? What are they listening to? Find out. um, In fact, I I interviewed some young folks to find out. And the question I said to them was, what do older people do or say that make you think they're old? (laughs) And it was interesting. That's a good question. (laughs) I came up with a number of things like, Oh, I hear people say, don't get old. I'm having a senior moment. Mm. Oh, I just, I, I just can't remember names anymore. Those kinds of things, as well as outdated phrase, phraseology, for example, uh, referring to a flight attendant as a stewardess. Mm. Uh, okay. those, those kinds of things that we yep. have to be you know, a cash register instead of checkout. Well, all <laughs> these seem little little insignificant things, but they raise flags. Oh, this is an old person here. Uh, talking about updating your image in terms of don't try to dress like your grandchild, but not your grandmother either. <laughs> uh, and, and the importance of uh, paying attention to your physical being. Mm-hmm terms mm-hmm. of exercising and weight management and all those kinds of things. And uh, I also then touch upon the spiritual, psychological, and emotional aspects of our lives. And I think, again, COVID taught us one, I think, very important thing, the importance of that, of self-care mm. and the importance of connecting with other people. And then the last uh, thing I think is extremely important, hard for us to do, including myself. And that is keeping up with technology. Yeah. We we don't have to be on the real cutting edge, but we need to know what those things are. And if we can't do them ourselves or don't want to, then make sure you're getting help from an outside resource. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I have a couple of young people here in the office and every once in a while, they'll sort of remind me that I'm doing something that makes me uh, not their same generation. So it's good to yes. feel <laughs> <laughs> it's good to feel grounded. Well, this was great, Karen. And, and I think we could could have keep kept on going. And I, I think, like I said, we could probably have a, a podcast just about retirement. So I wanted to thank you for, for joining us. And, and how can people reach you? How do you want to, uh, if people want to follow up with you or get your book, what's the best place for them to get information about Karen Lawson? Well, first of all, can send, always send me an email, klawson at lawsoncg.com, on my website, lawsoncg.com in terms of the book which should be out in the next couple weeks Mm -hmm. you can order that directly from the publisher business expert press or i assume it's going to be on amazon as well it takes amazon a little bit longer yeah this is expertpress.com or amazon.com and again it's remaining relevant achieving lifelong professional success Okay. All right. Well, there you heard it. And we'll put that all in our, in our comments for the episode today. And thanks so much for joining us, Karen. And don't forget, if you like, uh, tell your boss, I quit the podcast, please like it. Uh, please come back and join us again, share it, let people know that we're here. Uh, tell your boss, I quit book.com. You can order our book and goodfinancialservices.com to reach our firm and to learn about our resources as well. So thank you so much, Karen, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Tell Your Boss I Quit. Click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. To learn more about defining your financial purpose and how you can thrive and not sacrifice your spending in retirement, download Tell Your Boss I Quit by Pete Goodekinst. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the host and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Raymond James. This content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your individual situation. Securities are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc., Goot Financial Services, is not a broker, dealer, and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. 